This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we challenge you across the nation to dig deeper and connect in what you're going to hear on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. As we come to the end of a work week, so many of us are accustomed to celebrating this afternoon. When we get in our cars and we get out of here and we go home, we thank God it's Friday. But the challenge is to shift that paradigm, to understand that Monday is the day we should be celebrating. Every day we should celebrate, but Monday specifically, because God created it for our ministry day, the beginning of our ministry week. It is so important that we start to shift that paradigm to thank God it's Monday. Now, here's a question. Today's show, we're going to highlight the ministry of the C12 group around the country. We've got people calling in from, from the Northeast in Rhode Island. We've got people calling in from Texas. But C12 is a ministry that is impacting thousands, if not tens of thousands of people already in this country. As they mentor and disciple and train up Christian business owners and leaders in their workplace to recognize it as their mission field. And so are you a business owner or leader? Do you have the ability to influence decisions being made in your place of employment? That's the bottom line. Do you have a proper biblical understanding of your faith and how it relates to your work? Are you surrounded by a group of fellow believers that want to help you live out out their faith at work alongside of you? Today, we're going to hear from two different C12 chairs and two different members from their groups as they share the impact C12 and the Lord are having on their lives in their workplace. First off, we'd like to welcome Rick Ferris from Rhode Island. Rick Ferris, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks a lot, Jim. It is really great to be with you. It is. It's great to have you on here. I'm not sure I've had, I probably haven't had more than one or two guests out of the Northeast, so we're thrilled to have you on. And now I know you guys just had a little bit of snow and cold, so you'll be glad to hear that it is gorgeous and mid-70s right here in Florida today. <laughs> yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. No, no I just wanted to share a little spring with you. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm taking it in. That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump into it because we've got limited time, yeah. and I really want people to understand the power behind the C12 ministry. How sure. does your work as a C12 chair give you a unique vantage point into the brokenness of this world that we operate in? Well, boy, Jim, you know, I think the, the biggest vantage point that we have is that we're working with all these CEOs that are that are in call to run businesses for God, and and they are dealing with that brokenness of the world and their employees and their customers, their vendors. But I think the biggest place is with their employees, dealing with the, the especially up here in the Northeast where there's a very uh, small Christian population, they're dealing with that brokenness in their employees day in and day out. So why did you become a C12 chair? I mean, you had a lot of opportunities to do lots of different things. You've got quite a, a, an extensive background. What was it about C12 that said, that's how I want to spend, that's what, how I want to spend my life. That's how, what I want to do on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a great question and probably about a two-hour show. But um, <laughs> for the sake of this, uh, I always, um, I've always enjoyed knowing about business and small business. I was the kind of guy that 
stopped into the dry cleaners and I get into an hour conversation about his peak time and his off time and his marketing and stuff like that. And then um, owning a company for about 20 years and a few years into it became saved in 91 and then had a real fascination of how what God cared about our business. And after I sold the company, it just became such a great opportunity to combine that love for business and, and desire for what God has for business and bring that together in the role as a C-12 chair. And it's just well, been the uh, greatest job in the world. Well, here's my question for you, Rick. What caused you to ask that question, what does God care about my business? When, when, after you became a Christ follower, what caused you to even ask that question? Uh, you know, I, I, I think way back in that time I heard a quote, and I you was know, thinking of it as your intro was rolling up, and it was... Um, if Jesus isn't who we say he is, and the Bible isn't what we say it is on Monday through Saturday, then what is it really on Sunday? And I think that really caused the stirring in my heart to, to just evaluate that question going in and out of the marketplace every day. So your role before you became a C12 chair, you were the yeah. president of Source Packaging and Source Technology Group. So talk to me about after you became a Christ follower in 91, how did your faith impact your role with those two companies? Really, of course, I didn't know anything about a C-12 group or anything uh, up here in the Northeast. We don't have a whole lot of choices like that. So um, I was just, you know, again, fascinated in how God wove into it. And probably one of the greatest things that it impacted was um, I did some extensive training in peacemaker ministries and mediation training and things like that. So I began approaching my business dealings with customers, vendors, and employees always with a uh, biblical conflict resolution or biblical resolution for disputes and contracts and things like that. So that was really um, how I probably impacted uh, my faith mostly into my work. Well, so But how did it impact your—when you became a Christ follower, how did it impact your marriage, your family, your kids? How, how did it start cha- impacting that part of your life? Oh man, that's that's been um, that's been really huge because I, I I came to realize early on in my career as a C12 chair that I do not have the fuel to do what God's called me to do. Uh, anytime I go about trying to be a C12 chair on my own strength and and my will, I, I'm just going to mess it up. And uh, so I've just dug deeper and deeper into my uh, my abiding with the Lord day by day and get that resource from Him, and and that is just done so much for every aspect of my life is just that that relying on him as my resource every morning and carrying me through every day uh and that has just overflowed into everything so how long have you been a c12 chair we launched our first uh group up here in new england in june of 2009 okay so since then was that the first new england group oh yeah when we launched the group up here the closest one to me was uh a chair that had started only a few months before me down in Philadelphia, and then you went all the way down to Virginia and North Carolina before you found other C12. Okay, so 2009, it's, it's almost nine years, so uh, eight and a half years. How have you mm-hmm. seen the Lord impact you know, southern New England mm-hmm. by the work of C12 and the C12 with the... I mean, what are you seeing? I mean, because as you described, the Northeast is a, is a fairly unchurched, uh, yeah. pretty, pretty dark area. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, we uh, kind of jokingly call it the land of the frozen chosen. Um, you know, we're uh, it's a, it's a mission field. It's a mission field by definition. Um, so it's really amazing, though, because 
You make a choice to walk with the Lord in an area like the Northeast and in New England, you've made a real conscientious, um, uh, dedicated choice in taking the position. And to watch my C-12 members go through the paradigm shift of the fact that God owns their business and rolling into that and then having the peace that comes from that and knowing that, that God is in control, that God really owns the business, and they're called to be a steward of it, and then watching that roll out and their and their counsel to one another and and salvations that take place and you know just so we have about twenty four companies and those twenty four companies between their employees and family and customers and vendors are touching over a million people and so when we look at twenty four company businesses touching over a million people in New England we just see it as such a phenomenal opportunity and most of our CEOs are not most almost every one of them is just having such great kingdom impact up here. So what's the most amazing thing you've heard about that the Lord is doing as a result of the discipleship, the training, the mentoring that you've been able to do with these 24 business owners and leaders that are impacting up to a million people, so the employees and their families? What's the most amazing story you've heard? Uh, there's there's testimonies almost every month, Jim. Um, I mean, we got to just seen, pick one, Rick. Sorry. You yeah, okay, one. I know. So well, we've seen... Uh, We've seen uh, spouses, um, salvation through spouses of, of CEOs. We've seen um, people deal with very high-stress situations. We've also seen uh, an owner with a business that was, was just on the, on the edge of collapse. They were just on their knees and, and wanting to figure a way out and watching a, a small group of other members from her group come alongside her. And to just we called it a Nehemiah team, where they just rebuilt the wall with their business. And that business is thriving now. She's had salvations in the company, debt, you know, money into, uh, into ministry efforts and things. Just been absolutely amazing. Now, when we come back, you've got one of your members joining us. Who's going to be I joining do. us? Mike Dempsey from Anchor Color and Chemical. He's actually uh, one of our first four or five members from eight years ago. Rick Ferris from C12 Group in New- southern New England, right out of Rhode Island. You've got a guest for us today. One of your members is joining us on the air today to share a little bit about the impact of C12. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, thanks, Tim. I'm really excited to have uh, Mike Dempsey join us today. Uh, Mike's been a, a, just an awesome, strong member since uh, first year of C12, and uh, just couldn't be more excited to have anybody along with us than Mike. Mike Dempsey, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks. Happy to be here. So, Mike, why don't you talk to us about how you heard first heard about C12? I first heard about C12 actually from a woman who goes to church with me, and uh, she is a CEO, and she is a member of C12, and she thought that it would be a good fit for me. So, but how long ago did you become a member? I've been a member of C12, like Rick said, since first started up in New England about seven years ago. Okay, so seven years ago. So what was it? I mean, so this the CEO recommended that you get involved, but what was it about C12 that she said that made you think, ha, huh, this is something I got to check out. I'm going to go to that first free meeting, and I'm going to experience this. What was it that she said that, that made you say, I'm going to commit a day of my work life, and I'm going to check this out? You know, what it was really is something that a lot of people may not realize is the job of CEO, well, it's a great job, and I highly recommend it. It's, it's also a very lonely job. And uh, the idea of having a group of other 
Christian business owners who would be able to sit around the table from me um, and help give me advice was very appealing to me because at the time I had, I had a business mentor when I started in business and uh, it was my father-in-law and it was great and he died several years back and for a period of time there I was uh, looking for somebody to just looking for counsel mm. because it's, now- it's a run and run in the business. Rick, this is something you hear all the time, isn't it? That CEOs are lonely. Yeah, it really is. And, and we'll comment on that. I mean, why is it that you think the job of a CEO is so lonely? Well, um, you know, there's uh, the idea of being uh, in charge is a great idea, but when you get up to that place, you really look around and there's nobody around you. You've, you've stepped up to kind of the top of the mountain. You've taken on all the responsibility. You only have accountability and what you might choose to have as accountability. Uh, so it's kind of the, the double-edged sword of, of choosing that place to be the to be the leader and being up on top, and then it just leaves you there. They, you know, it's an old expression. Every business leader is only one decision away from great success or from complete failure. <laughs> and so it's a tough place to be. No pressure. And, Mike, that's some of what you were feeling. Now, the name of your company, is, I looked it up online, Anchor Color and Chemical. So what kind of a business do you run? Sure. We, uh, Anchor Color and Chemical, we do dyes for the petroleum industry. That's the color part of Anchor Color and Chemical. And specifically, uh, we do the red dye that colors home heating oil red, two-cycle engine oil blue, and even candles from Yankee Candle, red, blue, green, and every color of the rainbow. And then the chemical portion of Anchor Color and Chemical, we do dyes primarily for the automotive, or excuse me, solvents primarily for the automotive industry. We do things like methanol for windshield washer fluid and uh, and antifreeze. Um, we make ethylene glycol for antifreeze. So kind of basic products, not not too uh, nothing too exciting. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like, where, where would we be without antifreeze in our automobiles? And certainly, exactly. windshield washer fluid. People need, uh, yes, the product. I, I grew up in Minnesota, so I totally understand the value of also a windshield washer solvent that doesn't freeze at thirty below zero. Which that, that's that's kind of you know, yep. I, I get it. I get it. So, Mike, you've been in C twelve for six or seven years, as you said. How has your membership in C twelve the things that you're learning? The, the monthly meetings that you dedicate almost an entire day to, how is that impacting right. your business? It, it impacts it literally every month we, we do things. We do studies on the business side of the equation, and we also do um, work on using, seeing our business as a ministry. And so it's impacted uh, my business on both sides. Um, from Right off the bat, one of the first things and still one of the most impactful things that C12 did uh, for me and for our business was encouraged me to develop a mission statement and core values for our business. And that's something we'd been in business for five, six years by the time I joined C12, but but never really did that. And, uh, you know, the other thing along with that that C12 did that's different than, than other um leadership organizations is that C12, is, it was a, they encouraged me to think about seeing my faith and putting that as part of the business as well. And that was a, a big change. And what that, that, that cascades through everything we do now today. Okay. So they told you just basically to put your signature on everything so that, I mean, people, your faith is impacting every part of the business. 
Yes, it is. All right. So, and we're talking today with Rick Ferris. He's the C12 chair up in Rhode Island in southern New England. And one of his one of his members is Mike Densey from Anchor Color and Chemical. And Mike is sharing his story on on C12's impact on his life. So, Mike, what's probably besides learning how to set up a mission, vision, values kind of statement for your business? What's been the most powerful thing uh, that you've learned in incorporating your faith into your work? Yeah, that's that's the the most important thing that I have learned and just really live it every day or try to anyway, and just really has turned 180 degrees is C12 has taught me that, that the purpose of my, my business, first off, isn't, isn't really mine. It's God's business and God's business, God's wants for that business are more than just me making myself wealthy through the efforts of myself and the people in the business, that God's got a purpose for our business, and there's a lot of ministry that can be done through our business. Uh, I don't you know if you've heard this, this before, but the, the average business touches as many people as the typical small church in, in the United States. So there's an opportunity there for, for businesses to, to really spread the good news of Jesus Christ and live that out in business. And that's so, something that I learned in C12, and really we're, we continue to strive to uh, put in our business. So how many employees do you have, Mike? We have 12 employees. So of those 12 employees, if I were to just pick one random employee out of those 12 and ask them, how has Mike's involvement in C12 impacted anchor color and chemical in a positive way, what, would they, what, what do you think one of them would say? It depends who you ask, um, but I think some of them would say, you know, wow, since Mike's been in C12, you know, we started where we have a uh, prayer time every Monday morning. We pray for the week, and, you know, and it's totally optional, um, but we get any employees who are interested together, and uh, and we pray for, for the business, and we pray for things that are going on in their personal life, and uh, that's something that's tangible for them. Um, they also see, you know, we've got posted our, our mission statement that says, you know, we want to act in a way that honors Jesus Christ. Right. And so they, they, they see that and we hold each other accountable to that. So uh, answer this, this is my last question for you today, Mike. How has the C12 experience, being involved in a C12 group for the last seven years, how has it impacted your personal life? Then you can probably ask my wife, and she could tell you that a little bit <laughs> anybody. But it's it's really made me um, just more aware of the the needs to to take care of my wife and make her a priority in my life. Um, as much as as I work a lot, you know, then the great thing about C12 is I've got a, a table full of eight or ten other CEOs who, when I see them every month, are going to hold me accountable and say, you know, did you make time and intentionally go out on a date night with your wife, you know? Tell me about if you were, you know, calling your, your adult children on the phone every week and being in contact with them. So I'm a better dad, a better husband, um, because of the, the accountability and the help of uh, my fellow friends and CEOs in C12. All right, I'm going to ask this one last question. Sorry. Why should somebody join a C12 group right there in southern New England or around the country? Why should somebody do it? You know, the, the, the answer is, is right there, and it's the biggest thing about it. As much as I love Rick, and he knows I love him, but Rick <laughs> isn't the reason to join C12. The reason to join C12 is because you get that, 
that input. Where else can you have a board of advisors for relatively cheap money? You can have a board of advisors of eight or ten other CEOs who are not only just CEOs, but they're Christian CEOs who are going to give you a Christian viewpoint on all the things that you're struggling with from a personal standpoint, from a professional standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. It's great to have that accountability and that friendship around the table and in the room. Now, Mike, I really appreciate your comments, Rick. So he, the, the things that Mike is saying, is that very typical of the members of your C12 groups? It really is. It's just an, the, the greatest blessing is the relationships that comes from it with the peer-to-peer. It's absolutely amazing. I get to work with these kind of guys every day. It's, it's just tremendous. Well, and, and people can find out more about C12 Group online at c12group.com. But tell, Rick, just tell people who's the perfect candidate for joining a C12 Group. Because I know you got C12 Groups for, for, that are for uh, business owners and leaders, but you also have you know, key person groups. So why don't you explain who's the perfect candidate to get in one of those groups? The perfect candidate is really simple, Jim. It's, it's someone that has, um, has a faith in Jesus Christ and believes that, uh, that, you know, that they, they have been entrusted with their business by God. God has entrusted them with a business to run. And if they have anywhere from five employees on up, whether it's a million and a half dollars in revenue or a publicly held company with tens of thousands of employees, uh, they're a fit for a C12 group and a place where they can come and, as Mike said, sit around the table and get peer-to-peer counsel and advice on business topics, ministry, life balance, the whole thing. Uh, The key player group is for those top people, and Mike has one uh, in one of our key players, the vice presidents, the general managers, the right-hand person, the key player in the company. Uh, We have groups for them, and that keeps them moving in alignment with their CEO working on the same things that the CEO is working on. That's fantastic. Rick Ferris and Mike Dency. thanks for being part of I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing your testimonies and sharing the impact that C12 has had on your lives. Rick, thanks for your leadership, and thanks for giving your time. And Mike Dency, thanks for taking time away from work today. You guys are awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jim. Enjoyed it. Martha, you got a special announcement for today. I do. We have been promoting on our Facebook page an Easter MTL prize pack. So MTL, our, our magazine um, provider and sponsor for our book um, highlight seg- segment, gave us a bunch of product. We put a bundle together. We put out a contest on Facebook. And our winner today is Jessica Kochi. So we're very excited. And where's Jessica and from? Jessica is from Michigan. Wow. So we are so excited. It will be on her way. Hopefully they'll get it before Easter and can send us a picture of them enjoying their prize pack full of goodies for the whole family. Thanks to mtlmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, Jessica Kochi. Thanks, Martha, for jumping on here this really busy day to tell us all about that. You bet. All right. Today on the show, we're talking about C12 Group. And, and you, you just need to know from my heart that C12 Group is an I Work For Him endorsed ministry. This ministry is impacting thousands and thousands of people directly and is impacting, as you heard in the first half, millions and millions of people as a result of the employees and the employees' families from members of C12. Now, in the second half, we're going to jump from Rhode Island and go all the way to San Antonio, Texas, where Robert Vogel joins us. Robert Vogel, welcome to, to I Work For Him. Ah, thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Oh, it's so, so excited to, to get you on the air and talking about the ministry of C12 and the huge impact. Let me just ask you this question. How does your work as a C12 chair give you a unique vantage point into the brokenness of the world that you operate in? You know, it's, it's, that's an interesting question, primarily because um, you're talking about C12 and we're working with executives and CEOs. And, 
And from a world perspective, one may think, well, they seem to have it together. And the reality of it is, is they, they don't. Um, God designed community. They designed, he designed a body for us to be able to, um, get through this world and, and what it looks like. It's so easy to see brokenness from the least of these proposition, I think. But to be able to see the brokenness in somebody who, from a world perspective, looks like they've got it all together really shows me, um, this, the spiritual brokenness that is across our landscape as we try to live by what the world is dictating to us uh, or desiring us to do and stepping back and going, we are all in such great need of uh, community and spiritual stewardship and um, uh, just in the, in the love that, that Christ brings us. So how does C12 address that brokenness? How does C12 help those CEOs, those leaders, those presidents? How do they help? What's specifically done to help with that brokenness in the, in the leadership positions? Well, first, talk about it. <laughs> it's certainly better to bring it out rather than, than boasting about, hey, I've, I've got a, a bigger house. I've added another zero to my P&L. I've got two more cars. We bought a yacht, whatever that happens to be. But to really climb inside and ask the second, third, fourth question that nobody else is asking them and uh, doing it in such a dignified, respectful, uh, loving manner as, as Christ has called us to stand with one another, allows us to go places that most likely that leader is not being asked. Most mm. people don't challenge a leader, um, but they, they've asked us through, through the covenant of C12 to say, hey, would you, would you encourage me, be a voice in my life, and would you hold me accountable to achieve what I believe God has called me to do? So, Robert, why did you become a C12 chair? Oh, that, that, could, that could be a long answer, Jim. Unfortunately, you um, but, can't do that today, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've, I've had a, a beautiful career. Um, looking back, I'm able to see how his hand had really sent me through um, these amazing experiences. I came from a, a heavy corporate background, had the opportunity to really work uh, a great deal of the supply chain uh, from, the, from the beginning, you know, cradle-to-grave operation of a $17 billion company. And uh, then do a startup, um, learned a lot inside of that startup uh, world, what it means to be an entrepreneurial startup. And then I went into a nonprofit. And inside of that, C12 found me. And I looked back when the proposition was given to me to say, wow, God, you've given me such an experience. How do I serve or pay that back, pay that forward? Or all the times that I wish somebody had spoken into my life, kind of that trusted advisor where I would have been able to, to uh, sit with somebody that I believed in that, would, that had my interest in mind and, um, and walk with that individual. And I said, you know, I, I think I want to do that, and I think I could do that for the rest of my, my days. All right, so how long have you been a C12 chair? I've been a C12 chair for five years in the uh, Central Texas area. So. so when you look at the impact that C12 has had on your life and the lives, the lives of so many others in San Antonio and that area around you. How? What have you seen? What have you seen the Lord do as it as C twelve is kind of infiltrated? Because you've got you've got a lot of people involved in Central Texas. What have you seen the Lord do through C twelve in these last five years? Oh my gosh, um, that's that's probably my greatest reward 
is the uh, opportunity to be able to hear what we would call a God story or God adventure story. And there's, they, they come at me all day long, and um, the, the, just being able to hear them tells me that God is so alive. It is so mm. exciting and fun. But one great story, uh, walking with this one leader, um, uh, she knew that what she, the real thing that she needed to do was change the vision of her organization and her strategy and how she was going to going to achieve what was placed upon her heart. To do that, she had to actually cut her business almost in half. She had to say no to the existing program and turn the whole thing away. And with that, she literally lost 50% of what it was that she was doing. But she was very diligent. She was very prayerful. She worked with the table and the other people, the other CEOs that were around her, built this out. A year later, she more than doubled the sales. So she was beyond her starting point for when she, when she changed it. But here was the exciting thing. She knew that this new proposition or this, this new way of doing business, this new strategy was going to significantly impact the lives of the customers and the suppliers and the vendors and the people who were involved. So last year, she was able to record 687 salvations. And what's so exciting well, about that, is you tell me, you tell me a church of a congregation, we have 160 members here, of a congregation of 160 people that have 687 salvations, and that's just from one of them, much less adding up all of them. It's just, it just boggles my mind in knowing that those people's lives are changed forever. And that would never have happened had those members of the C12 group in your groups been challenged not only to incorporate their faith in what they, it just really to be challenged to incorporate their faith into everything that they do and to be intentional in incorporating their faith into all the different pieces of their business. And as you said, in this woman's case, she had to walk away from 50% of her business to focus on really what made sense to focus on and to have that board of directors, those other 12 people sitting around the table to give her that input. That's a lot that most small business owners would never get. Right. I mean, just imagine the position that that individual's in. Their livelihood is about to get cut in half and they're scared. So to have encouragement and then to also have some direction, some help and some support, and then accountability, no, go do it, and we're going to walk with you. And it's, that's just an amazing uh, – I, I think that's how God designed it. That's that community coming together as a body of like-minded believers that just happen to all be CEOs and business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to share that with one another in a very safe, safe, safe space. We're talking today with Robert Vogel from the C12 Group in San Antonio and Central Texas. This is a place, you can check them out online at c12group.com, and then you can check out all the different areas they are, that C12 Group is all over the country. But C12 Group is an I Work For Him endorsed ministry. This ministry is impacting CEOs and leaders of businesses around the country. Small businesses, five people up from a million and a half in revenues and up to large publicly traded companies, C12 Group is a huge influence on the faith and work movement in our country. Robert, what has been the biggest impact as a C12 chair? What's been the biggest impact on your personal life? Purpose. I definitely have to say purpose. Um, It's no longer about collecting a zero. It's no longer about... uh, uh, title, ego, fulfilling, whatever those, those fleshy, worldly things were as a, as a business person, as a business owner and executive, but coming to a place of really recognizing that I am fulfilling a calling upon my heart and knowing that um, I'm doing, it's that, you know what, Jim, I can sum it up like this. I, I hear the small voice in my spirit that says, well done. And there's no sweeter 
there's no sweeter reward than that. When, if I were to call your wife and say, okay, well, how has being a C12 chair impacted your marriage? What would your wife say? She has a happy husband. <laughs> I think that's what she would end up saying. Um, she, she gets to see the joy and uh, the blessings that come, come from that after a good day's work and the stories that come out of it. Uh, again, knowing that, that uh, we're fulfilling what, what we believe God has, has woven on our hearts. So when uh, the average Christian business owner that, or, or leader that joins the C12 group, what, just talk about the biggest impact that, the, that most leaders go through. Or most leaders experience. Maybe that's a bad question. I apologize. <laughs> what's the biggest impact? C12 yeah, what's makes? the biggest impact? Yeah, that C twelve makes on these on these Christian business owners. Um, I would have to say uh, accountability. Um, it, it goes back to that as as the, the leader, as the business owner, the president, the CEO. Very few people are willing to stand up and and push on them to be the best that they can possibly be. They're driven to do certain things. Uh, these leaders are leaders that have large bandwidths. They push, they drive. It's, it's who they are. Um, but very few people are willing to challenge them because they're usually in a seat of power. But right. to be on an e- even playing field and be able to look them in the eye and say, now is that the right thing to do? And, and uh, go forward in prayer and work through it and work the numbers and work the system, um, then it's, it allows it allows them to be challenged, held accountable, and make better decisions, uh, personally you've, and professionally. You've got one of those leaders joining us, a member of one of your groups. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Uh, Josh Seneff is going to be uh, uh, joining us. Uh, he is an amazing uh, young leader uh, with a generational organization called Plant Interscape in San Antonio, doing an amazing job uh, with his employee base and ministering to them, seeing them as a ministry and uh, all the customers that they serve, just uh, an amazing uh, leader to be able to walk and have the privilege to stand with. Mm. Josh Seneff, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, glad to be here. And Robert, I didn't quite catch all that. Can you say it again? I love it. Uh, yeah, well, it'll be, it's recorded, Josh. You can play it over and over and over again. Josh, how did, how did you hear about C12? Uh, interestingly enough, I was co-hosting a radio show here in San Antonio. We were highlighting the lives of San Antonio's best and brightest, and C12 is full of them. So we had a member uh, come through, and he was just sharing about it. And then Mike Shero, who at the time was a chairman, uh, we also had the opportunity to interview him. He's now the president and CEO of C12. And at that po- point in time in my career, I wasn't qualified in terms of um, having ownership in the business or being in a president or CEO role. Uh, but three months later, uh, that changed and uh, then decided to join. So, the, well, let me just ask this question, because because you're from a younger perspective, a lot of times p- people that are CEOs and presidents of businesses, uh, they tend to be 40 to 50, but you're younger right. than that, right? Right. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, 35 in June. So, the perspective, you're in a room full of people, both men and women, that have a, a really different generational perspectives. How valuable is that to you uh, as a C12 member? Uh, it's it's the, the cornerstone in my mind. Um, you know, it, just like in growing in our faith, you know, getting into a Bible study or a group of people who are holding you accountable, who are challenging you, who are having the conversations— 
that is what C12 is to me um, on the business side, yet it also incorporates our faith into it. So to be able to rub elbows and get insight into people who've been there, who've done that, who um, have seen the situation or circumstance that I'm looking at is just completely invaluable. All right, so in 30 seconds or less, tell us what Plant Interscapes does. So uh, our purpose is to improve life and business by enhancing the environment. Uh, we do that through the use of interior plants. Um, and so it's, it's our passion. And so when we break it down, it's plants and people. Um, so how is it that we're loving on our people and the people that uh, utilize our service and doing so through the use of enhancing the environment? We've got Josh Seneff. He's from Plant Interscapes. He's a member of the C12 group. And we've got Robert Vogel, the C12 chair out of San Antonio and Central Texas, on the line with us. Josh, a couple more questions for you. How has C12 group impacted your business? You know, I was just pulling it up, uh, pulling up our KPIs over the break. Um, and Wait a minute. Enough. We don't know what KPIs are oh, because sorry. we're not at C12. But that's good, though. <laughs> key, key something key indicators. For- Key performance indicators, right? Okay. If, not, if you don't know what the score is, you have no idea what to do, where you're going, where you've been, and what's next. So, um, you know, most people measure success in terms of revenue. So take this as you will. Our revenue from 2013 when I started to now has gone up 60% uh, on one side of our business. On the other side, which is Christmas decorating, all the trees, wreaths, garlands you see in hotels, malls, corporate facilities, is up 150%. So I'm not saying that go and join C12 and that's going to happen, but there was a shift in alignment in terms of truly recognizing what we're here to steward, what our priorities are, who it is that we're focusing on, and in light of those things, the, the business has taken off. You know, God is, has continued to say, yes, keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing, and in turn, I'm providing more for you to manage and steward for the kingdom. That's amazing. So last question for you, Josh. As, as we talk about the C12 group and how it's impacted your personal life, how has it impacted you personally? You know, um, we, we talked about this earlier, just, just being younger and, and not having you know years and years of life experience. It gives me an opportunity to leverage and learn from people older, older than me, people who've been there before, um, and, and it really comes down to accountability. You know, it's going to be, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, um, but I can tell you the, the, the men, the band of brothers, and, and now a sister around the table, um, they don't let a whole lot of things slide. And personally, I need that. You know, I don't, I don't get that every day in terms of, you know, being the leader of this organization. And so I need that. And they're there to call me out when uh, I'm not living up to things that I said I was going to do or living up to uh, the husband I'm supposed to be or the father um, or the business leader. And so all those things are, um, they're working on me and I've come a long way. And it's just, it's a balanced piece and accountability. I love those words. Now, Robert, the words that Josh just shared as a member of the C12 group for just almost four years, are those pretty typical answers for the members of your group? Are are they all being impacted pretty similarly? Yeah, I I would certainly say that 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 is the the cornerstone or the hallmark of what what C12 is. We've got a tagline that says, you know, uh, building great businesses for a greater purpose. And um, we want to be able to uh, build a great business. That's what we are. We're business leaders. 
And uh, the business side of the equation gives us the permission to play. And the play side is for a greater purpose in living out uh, the calling that has been placed upon us uh, by God um, to uh, serve others in some, some ministry fashion. So tell our listening audience, and a lot of them are not the business owners and leaders right now listening live, but when it gets rebroadcast, we a lot of those. Talk to the people that are employees, how they can get their bosses to check out C12 Group. What You got any suggestions? Josh, you have any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, Josh, well, that's a great question for you. What if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, boss, C12 Group, it's you. You know what? There are many organizations out there that are the peer-to-peer uh, board-related or, or type of organizations. What I'll tell you the difference is, and, and this is probably what would have hit it home for me, this gives me an opportunity to live a congruent life. I'm not going to a table of leaders and just talking about numbers and, and not getting the full picture of what's going on. fact of the matter is, is if things aren't going well at home, they're not going to be going well at work. And there's going to probably be a lag between that. But that's what the difference is with C12. We are challenged. We are living on mission together. And you're not going to get that in, in those other peer groups. In fact, we have people in our organization who are part of them. And we come and say, hey, look, look at this segment material from C12. And it's just, wow. It's you really unbelievable. Get that. You get it's that. unbelievable stuff. Robert Vogel and Josh Senna, thanks so much for being an I Work for Him today. Thanks for contributing your testimonies and sharing what the Lord is doing. We're so very, very grateful for your contribution. Absolutely. As we come, as we come to the end of another I Work for Him show, check out C12Group.com. C12Group.com. Check it out so you can pass the word on to your boss, your leader. If you're a leader, check it out. It's going to change your life. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I figured out that my workplace was my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.